Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. If you're a returning listener, I'm so glad you've come back. And if you're a new listener, I'm glad you found us. This is Margaret Vasquez, and I'm here with Father David Tuckerhoof. And today we're going to be talking about human and spiritual integration and just how essential that is for our human maturity and for our spiritual growth and essentially for peace, freedom, and great relationships. So if you're looking for peace, freedom, and great relationships, you've come to the right place. Welcome, Father David. Thank you, Margaret. It's always uh, a joy to work with you in these things, and particularly in this area. And uh, I would mention that recently I've been hearing a lot of confessions of younger people, and it's been a a real shock to me to realize that they over-spiritualize the spiritual things and they don't deal with the human maturity things. So there's a real disconnection and they don't even realize this. And I thought it was just something that was among the young people. But now as I'm out and working with some older people, I realize that almost everybody I speak to has a real problem with human and spiritual integration. It's covered over with a lot of things and a lot of relational difficulties, but it's still there at, at its root. And so something something really, really needs to be done about that, Margaret. What do you think we should do? I, I completely agree. And... Uh... I, I think, honestly, I think it starts with just educating people. I really think it starts with educating and creating sort of a paradigm by which to understand these things. Um, just the importance of it is something that I've seen on a regular basis as a professional counselor and trauma therapist for all of these years can really see how markedly different people's lives are when they have the two interwoven um, just such a such so much a, of a greater place of peace that they're able to um, engage in life from and maintain even in the middle of difficulties and um, and I would say joy is the the ultimate place that that leads and it's um, it's a lot it's a lot stronger of a foundation than than just um, looking at doing hopefully at least the two, even if they're not integrated (laughs) or focusing on one or the other human maturity or spiritual maturity. But when those two are together, it's like you have the, um, it's like you have a extra strong base, you know, it's, it's something that I like to look at by the analogy of the physical. And that's that I was at my chiropractor nutritionist's office several months ago and my body wasn't breaking something down. I wasn't able to, whatever it was, I can't recall what it was, but I wasn't, wasn't able to break my food down and get the nutrient that I needed. And so even though I was eating fantastic diet, um, I was lacking in whatever the nutrient it was. And so the, 
the doctor said to me, he said, does it matter what you eat? And I'm thinking, this is a trick question, right? He's a nutritionist and he's asking me, does it matter what you eat? So I'm like, yeah, it matters what you eat. And he said, no. So I I just, you know, I looked at him shocked and he said, it matters what you can take in and break down and your body can use. And I thought, oh, okay, well, yeah, of course. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, okay, it was kind of, that was a tricky one, you know? And it, it just kept coming back to mind over the next couple of weeks as I was running around town doing errands or whatever. And um, it would come back to mind. And I, I just thought, wait, you know, it's the same thing in the spiritual life. You know, we we can tend to throw more theology, more theology, more theology, more um, more teachings, more talks, more homilies at things. But if we're not able to, like, metabolize those meaning really break them down. And how does this, what does this have to do with me? And how do I apply this in my life? What is it? What do I do with this? Does this just stay as, um, as a nice holy idea that I hold in my head or does this really actually get applied in my heart and make that, um, renewal of my mind? And so then manifest itself through my behavior, right? And how I relate to, to God's self and others. And if it doesn't do that, then it's not going to become integrated. This spiritual concept won't become integrated into, through, into my human life and then through my human life into the lives of those to whom I relate, the Lord, myself, and other people. So, um, so through the course of, it was actually, if you don't mind me telling this story, I'll tell the story about how I, um, how I kind of, uh, came to see this through, through treatment. Right. And that was that I was doing counseling for 12, it had been 12 years, I guess. And I started to realize that there was this pattern of when people would come for a week of intensive trauma therapy, like I do, um, they would, if they brought up to me any situation that was profoundly beautiful, which you can imagine does not happen when people come for a week of intensive trauma therapy. But if it was something that was profoundly beautiful, it, it always, and I know you're not supposed to say never and always, but it was always about a profound sense of connection. I'll just use that very general term. We'll beat that up a little bit here, but um, connection to either God connection to themselves or connection to other people. And when I realized that, I was really just kind of wowed by it. And and because it was something I saw really consistently, you know, it didn't matter the gender of the person or their age or if they were, you know, more blue collar worker or more intellectual sort of person or um, socioeconomic. I mean, there really didn't matter what factors you could shift up. That was always this, you know, profoundly beautiful experience that, that rose to the level of something that they wanted to share, even though that's not what we were there for. And when I realized that I, um, I really struck me, I, it struck me as this is that for which we're made. It, like it, it's the opposite of trauma. If trauma is really what causes such great fragmentation, right? Really such great brokenness and woundedness in, in the human being, we can really understand connection as 
antithetical to that. It's really the opposite of trauma. Trauma is what we're not made for. (laughs) And connection is what we're made for, which makes sense, right? By the Trinity itself, the Trinity himself itself images relationship for us. And so, um, so when I saw that, I just, I was really struck by it. And, um, then I started realizing that this connection wasn't just some kind of really abstract concept that those, those, these factors, these what I'd look at as principles of connection, all, again, always showed up in, in, in these experiences that were profoundly beautiful and saw those principles as um, at the core of it, really, that were chosen and then that were known and then that were valued and then that our boundaries are, um, are respected and, and we can go through and, and kind of talk about those and define those in a little bit. So, so as you were speaking about that, I was thinking, what's, what's the key to all of this? And what my experience is pastorally is the key is relationships. So when we talk about connection, it's not a, a mental idea, but connection is a positive experience of a relationship that really, in a sense, is endearing and also is rewarding back and forth as we relate to others. And so we find ourselves like in, for example, communi- communion with the, with the Lord. What's that? That's all about a relationship. And if, and if we don't have communion with the Lord or we just simply are external prayers and or it's something that's just at the mental level, there's no real communion or even conversation or anything in that regard with the Lord. So there's always that feeling when you come out of prayer that there's a distance and I don't think he's listening to me. I don't think he hears me. And then, and then we end up into the notion of personal integration. And when we kind of, in a sense, have a lack of compassion or care for ourselves, and we we really, in a sense, do a lot of negative things that are destructive and bring about disintegration in our personality. Maybe eating too much, for example, and uh, dealing with being seriously overweight, or uh, sometimes people get really addicted to pornography, and then basically it starts to really bring about a disintegration and disconnection in their emotional life, not just with with the Lord, but with themselves. And so then we we lack we say, okay, well then what about this re- business of relationship that co- flows and the connection from it? Well, then that's that's how we are able to do charity. That's how we're able to to really, in a sense, relate to others and have a connection with others that's based upon positive emotional, good emotional experiences in our relationships with others. Just by example, I was hearing a confession of a young woman a couple months ago, and I recalled talking with her about, you know, where, where life was and everything else, and so she made a good confession. But then at the same time, uh, what uh, she brought about was the whole notion that she's been having this problem with the person in her household and that there's, it's not, it's an ongoing thing and it's a negative thing and, and uh, that she easily gets angry and she easily gets judgmental. I said, well, did you ever stop to think it's because uh, you're basically, it's not so much with the other person, but with you, there's something not working emotionally in your 
your personal relationship with yourself and your connection with yourself. And so if you're not, and I saw, I said, we have to have three types of relationships that are positive and significant. And I said, it's with the Lord, with others, but with ourselves. And if we're not, in a sense, relating well to ourselves, we're going to experience disintegration rather than integration. And so I said, I, instead of giving her a penance of a, a decade of the rosary, I asked her if she would ask the Lord for five to ten minutes What's the problem and what's really the problem in her relationship with herself that's causing the problem with her household member? Yeah, that's so good. So good just to to bring it out of this really abstract theoretical place um, where it's kind of things stay above our neck, right? They just, it just stays in our head and never works its way down to our, into our heart. Right. And, um, I love it when you were talking about uh, what's really the, the core of it, and you even brought up the idea of of the different ways that we try to to compensate for these things, and even overeating. Um, so I'll share this little thing. There's um, a neuroscientist, right? So a neuroscientist named Dr. Stephen Porges, and he talks about um, the the brain and the systems of the body and how we respond to fear and, um, and fear or connection. He uses the word connection as well. So, um, which really got my attention because that, that was something that was obviously on my radar. And he says that, um, that safety isn't about the absence of threat. Safety is about connection. And I loved it when he said that. And, so he talks about there's three systems of the body and how we respond in stressful situations, or I'm sorry, just how we respond in general. So when we're in a very pleasant, peaceful place, the vagus vagal system of the body is activated. We're able to connect. Everything's very peaceful. When we're in a fight or flight state, the sympathetic nervous system is activated. And when we're so completely overwhelmed, overloaded, and in a very negative way, um, the dorsal vagal system is activated. And so we go back the vagus vagal, that very positive system where we're, we're able to engage with others in a very positive way and able, that that same system is activated by ingestion. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, no wonder people have a hard time um, really struggle with binge eating or drinking or smoking. Think of all these different activities, right? Where we're ingesting. But then a couple of days went by and I thought, wow, like how beautiful of all of the ways the Lord could choose to continue to remain with us sacramentally in the world. He chose the Eucharist, a way that we ingest him. And I thought, wow, it's like, even on a physiological level, he's, he's um, giving us that experience of connection with himself in a, very, in a very physical, tangible way, a way our body operates, where we take something into our mouths and we have that experience of connection. And I just thought that was really beautiful as, as like the flip side of, oh, I'm, you know, I'm nervous. And so I'm going to go eat too much candy or, you know, or, or ice cream or whatever people like to eat, you know, but instead that very positive experience of connection with the Lord. So 
Um, so I think it really comes down to fear when there's that absence of connection and love when there's the presence of that connection. I really think fundamentally breaks down to, you know, perfect love casts out all fear. You know, a while back, I, uh, I, I was, when I was out on the reservation in uh, South Dakota, uh, I was really overweight and I needed to lose some weight. So I went to a good coach. And so, uh, what we, what she would consistently say, she'd consistently say, sugar's the enemy, sugar's the enemy. <laughs> you, so then the whole program is set up so that you avoid any uh, excessive carbohydrates, things you, that you don't ingest the, the sugar. So that basically that's what's going to undermine the program. And, and I was just thinking about as we talk about this connection that's re- built on relationships, what's your enemy? And you mentioned it in the beginning of uh, our discussion here was the whole notion of fear. And uh, fear is a good thing because if you're going to uh, – if you step out uh, onto the road without looking and almost get hit by a car, automatically your system goes into fear. And that's the natural – kind of uh, fear that is a good thing. But then there's that emotional fear that is more into the center of the brain, you know, in the cerebellum area, I think it's that health area, it, it, limbic system. And so as a result, then we, we have fears that dominate our lives and we really don't realize, you know, why this fear is with us. And so it's, and it's usually because in some ways we have disconnected with our, ourselves, we're not at home with ourselves. And that's why uh, when you, uh, at the beginning of this uh, sharing that we're doing here th- today, is uh, the, those notions you talked about is the principles of connection, the specific principles that are based on relationships. And you mentioned chosen and uh, how that's a sense of really belonging. You also mentioned something about being known. And what that is, is it's a a connection in a relationship like with the Lord, for example, of intimacy, deep, personal, love-filled intimacy. It's not always easy. And sometimes things we, the Lord shows us things that are hard to to look at. But basically, it's that whole notion of really, in a sense, being known and cared for and loved. And then when we're when we're chosen, and uh, we have a sense of belonging, and we're known, and we have a sense of intimacy, what happens is we start to really uh, see ourselves differently, and so we don't have so much negative thinking about ourselves because we value ourselves because God values us and cares for us and has chosen us, and when we accept that, what it really brings us to truth, and what the truth emotionally and experientially opens the door in uh, understanding the truth. And what happens almost naturally is the virtue of humility develops. And uh, when we, when those three things that belonging, intimacy, and humility, our hearts are start filled with gratitude because we, in a sense, have set the kind of boundaries that are going to enhance that kind of quality of, of relationships. And, and so I would always just say there's an openness then. And we sort of relax and we feel a certain authenticity about ourselves. Those principles of connection that are rooted in relationship are key to a lot of things. Yeah, that's, it's so true. And I just, I really see how 
with the with boundaries we're able to receive um, from the Lord his I see the I see his boundaries for us as his protection and provision right and part of his provision obviously is what you know give us this day our daily bread right that sort of thing our needs but um, but part of his protection is obviously like morality, like what he says, you know, I set before you life and death, like, please choose life. It's going to be so much easier for you. Right. And when, when we start from a place of knowing we're chosen and that we're known and that we're valued, if, if, when we, when we have those things in a really solid way, then we're able to receive morality instead of as, um, as in a, in a negative sense of like limitations. Oh, I don't get to do that. I don't get, don't get to do that. Somebody's trying to, you know, put a stop to my party kind of thing. Instead, we're able to really receive those as, um, as gift, you know, and I think that's where gratitude really flows from. And I, I think about the story of the prodigal son and how differently, um, things were for the prodigal son when he returned because, he received everything as gift. And yet, even though the older brother had never left, he still didn't see things as gift. And that's why, you know, that's why he said, you know, you give this guy, you know, a, a you know, kill the fatted calf when he returns, but I don't even get a goat to, you know, celebrate with my friends because he was there. He was, he was doing all of the right things, but the but his being wasn't right. Right. So that's like a real breakdown in his human and spiritual integration. And I think it just really highlights how we can fall into those same things ourselves. We're, we're doing all of the right things, but our heart can be really far from the Lord. If, but you know, if that human and spiritual integration isn't there, it, and it eventually will break down, you know, um, and then from that place, from that place of gratitude, then it just flows out into authenticity. I know who I am. I know that the Lord's chosen me. I know that he knows me intimately, even better than I know myself and values me so completely that he poured himself out for me, protects me and provides for me. And so, um, it makes me think, you know, the, the concept that just pop, popped into my head was back. I remember when I was a freshman in college, there was a, at Franciscan, right? At Franciscan University. And there was a poster in the bookstore and it was a picture of a little girl on a swing and, you know, it's a wooden swing with ropes and she's just, her feet are just kicked up in the air and she's just like swinging. You can tell it's just this very carefree, like not a worry in the world kind of picture. And you just, what you see reaching down through the clouds, like holding the tops of those ropes are like supposed to be like God's hands, you know? And just that sense of like, of openness, you know, just this kind of freedom, this authenticity that flows from all those other things being in place in terms of knowing who we are in the Lord and having that communion with him. That's one of the reasons I think that these principles of being chosen and known and valued and having good boundaries uh, looking at it from a biblical point of view and a spiritual point of view, what it really is for us is a, a relationship with the risen and glorified Lord. 
an experience of that relationship as it brings about an internal transformation is a tremendous uh, movement of grace that enables us to be in the position to really gain the quality of our relationships and to move in from the false self to the true self, which the true self would be characterized by a sense of calmness and peace. And at the same time, it would be a, a certain sense of confidence and compassion. And so when we do these elements of uh, human and spiritual integration that we've been talking about, there's fruits that flow from these things. And as we practice these things from a spiritual point of view of grace and a relationship with the glorified Jesus and the work of the Spirit, these fruits really make a huge, huge difference. And I would be helpful, I think, if you made a couple comments for us on what are these fruits and what, what, what we experience. Well, I, th I think in experiencing the fruits, um, it really just transforms our relationship to the Lord. And um, by uh, our relationship is then characterized by a sense of peace and of confidence. And that's where that, that calmness and confidence and compassion comes from in that journey from the false self to the true self. I think there's, I think Father David, I think we've waded into some deep waters and I think we're going to, I think it's going to make sense to do a, a part two of this podcast where we talk about connection to self and connection to others because there's so much to say just about connection to the Lord. And I think that's kind of, we've kind of gone into that territory, but there's still so much to say about, uh, about connection to ourself and others. So, um, so really seeing connection to the Lord, uh, I think in a particular way as really the, it's the source, you know, obviously it's, I think like the springs of living waters welling up within us. And, um, the fact that he's infinite and he's made our hearts for himself, you know, like St. Augustine says, our hearts are made for, for you and, and they're restless until they rest in you kind of idea. And when they do, then everything else flows from that. And we'll talk about that. Everything else in the subsequent, it's hard to like hold myself back, but I see we're getting close to time. But as we're filled with the Lord um, and really that that's the starting point, then everything else falls into place. But it has to, but it has to be in this integrated kind of way. It can't just be in a, in, in a theological concepts that I kind of collect like baseball cards in my head, you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So any, any closing thoughts on this one? And then we'll, we'll have a follow up podcast where we talk about connection to self and others. Well, I think they're all all related to collect, con, the connection with the Lord and with uh, self and with others. And we spent the, this time particularly looking at the the connection with the Lord and the principles of that connection of being uh, being chosen and known and uh, valued, and the and the boundaries that are important for these things to work together. And I think we we've sort of uh, 
got into and exhausted a good bit what that means with the Lord spiritually, but you're right. We really need to take another look at what it means to be connected to ourselves. And that's a whole nother story. And then from that point of view, a connection to, I know one confession that I heard, I asked them, which is the most important of those three connections, the Lord and others and self? And they said, oh, of course, the Lord. And I said, no, ourself. Because if we're not connected to ourself, we're not going to be connected to the Lord and to others. And so I think you're right. As we end up this, uh, this, this podcast session, I think we can prepare for looking at self and others. Yeah, that's going to be so good. It's just, it's so essential. And when you see the the three together, it just makes sense, you know, because those same principles are there repeated over and over, chosen, known, valued, boundaries, and openness. It's those same things that are how the Lord relates to us are the same ways we're called to relate to ourselves in the same ways that um, that we're called to relate to, to each other and the things that make for peaceful relationships. So it's kind of neat because... Um, I love that God makes things simple like that, you know, so advanced it's simple like the old Polaroid commercial used to say, because then once you understand those principles, it's easier to remember them, right? If it was all different for each relationship, then probably be too much for for me to remember, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, so as we wind down, we just want to thank you again for joining us today for this podcast and um, welcome you back to next time to our continuation where we talk about connection to ourself, that personal integration and um, great relationships as we live in charity towards others. So thank you for joining us. And if you'd like to read more about this, um, I have a book that's up on Amazon, Fearless, Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. It really breaks down each one of these concepts. And then there's also a book I have, um, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma. And Father David Tickerhoof has an amazing book that's um, that's um, evangelizing Catholic culture. And all of these books are available on Amazon. Father David's book is, in a particular way, really fleshes out the concept of atonement in a very beautiful way. So you can also go to Sacred Heart Healing Ministries to find more information, sacredhearthealingministries.com. So thank you again for joining us, and we welcome you back for future podcasts. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.